Enter Projects Asia is an internationally acclaimed architecture firm with growing footprints all over Southeast Asia, Australia, Europe, and the US operating out of Thailand. The firm seeks to further the culture of architecture from grassroots level using radical technology, sustainable research, and fabrication to revolutionize modern living. And it all stems from the belief that the designs they make resonate with a moment in time, which is both present yet respectful of, of the past as well, which is why we thought it would be fun to chat about going local with technologically aided approach to design with Patrick Keane today, the founder of Enter Projects. So thank you so much, Patrick, for being here. Uh, well, it's an absolute pleasure. And uh, yeah, living and uh, working in Southeast Asia through the pandemic has been uh, not without challenges, but it enabled us to really get into um, the culture of the place and also dig deeper into our design processes. Um, namely, uh, the company has become uh, more vertical. Mm. So that means from a business standpoint that we're doing uh, concept design, design development, uh, execution or you know construction documents or drawings or 3d models to 3d printing to templates to cnc and actually to fabrication of certain objects or parts of our projects or most most of our projects um, this started off with a uh, yoga studio uh, in 2019 i believe three four years ago now um, where we got the resources of some local people of arts and crafts. And uh, these, uh, these people were accompanying what we were already doing. So we, uh, we actually embraced that ethos more and more because we couldn't uh, do any importation or uh, we were limited by the choices of materials and uh, uh, resources we had through lockdown. So that's how it all started. I'm curious what inspired your design approach, you know, about going local? Okay, very good. Very good question. Um, what originally inspires the design approach is using uh, shapes or uh, ideas in nature. So indeterminate forms like this or, you know, corals. Uh, organic shapes because uh, our clients started uh, with you know with a lot of wellness briefs now wellness is really in the mainstream it's everywhere um, it's not just a niche market so blending nature's forms and geometries like this coupled with uh, local materials is really the ethos of the brand yeah so overtly a contemporary design ideas, uh, computation, 3D modeling, coupled with what you see behind me, like a rattan screen and some natural materials. That's cool. Tell us a bit more about the nature of design and architecture in Southeast Asia, maybe especially in Thailand. Um, how do you see the role of craftsmanship play a part in the region? Well, there's been a long history of sustainability. Uh, there's been a lot of focus on uh, natural local materials through time for hundreds of years. And now we're at a crossroads where the, uh, and same in Jakarta, where people are, in, or cus uh, uh, art firms, 
design firms are importing um, different products or different architectural design techniques. The issue with that is uh, there's definitely some innovation happening there, but the issue is appropriate, inappropriate building forms, uh, inappropriate solutions to hot climates, uh, inappropriate solutions to uh, urban uh, infrastructure, urban cities, uh, heat, global heating, global warming. So what we're looking in principle at doing is fusing the latest technologies with um, organic and local design that goes back historically for hundreds of years. So combining those two elements is what we uh, do, or what the ethos of the brand is, the, the grassroots of the brand, um, all through, uh, you know, in all of our projects, even if we work in Belgium or somewhere like that, which we did a project last year as a COVID project, um, to, to, to blend those two together. And to do that uh, in terms of uh, fabrication is to work with the local arts and crafts. So mass production has, again, brought us many significant things. We have a process that is not mass produced, but is systematized and it in integrates the local arts and crafts in terms of manufacture methods of connection and design. So in your experiences in blending um, technology and craftsmanship, how have you found the evidence that um, it is actually helping you go deeper in understanding local culture and traditions as opposed to just, you know, mixing on the surface? Well, it's not easy, um, but the uh, people we work with, the arts and crafts, and especially in the factory, because we, we have our own factory now, have uh, five generations of skill. So they're not skilled, they're highly skilled. And the problem with them is the uh, they're under threat now because of the importation of uh, inferior products off the internet, plastics. So we're basically just taking their skills. They know how to make baskets and chairs. We're taking that and we're integrating that into overtly commercial projects, whole settings, whole rooms for, you know, hotel groups, for, um, you know, large companies. And so um, with our systems and with our technology and with the way we set it up, or, you know, in our factory, it's a very technical, uh, you know, endeavor fused with the local arts and crafts. Mm -hmm. And it's a process that we've developed through the last four or five years. Um, we've, we're working on a very big contract right now, the whole uh, departure terminal for T2 in, uh, in India and in Bangalore. We're doing all of the retail and we're doing the breakout spaces and the journey, the wayfinding, everything for the whole terminal. It's an international departures terminal. That's all in sustainable materials with modern forms. There's a lot of logistics behind that. It's not just like uh, doing a small room or a yoga <laughs> studio. So yeah, we've really uh, taken the core business and expanded it to that level. That's great. Will you then share with us about Project Return and what did you try to achieve through the initiative and what were the outcomes? Absolutely. Well, we couldn't find a builder to do our Spice and Barley project. Well, the builder suggested that the one that we had suggested we do it in plastic or we do it in steel 
And the client looked at me very angry and said, this is not what I was hoping you could do. And I said, don't worry about it. Uh, I said, I'll make you a small piece. I'll make you a mock-up. I had the mock-up on the table for them to see that we could do it in overtly natural materials. And um, I have a, actually a piece of the mock-up here. It's, uh, you know, it's just rattan. Um, but you can see there's the local arts and crafts techniques of connection. It's very, very strong. And we made these twisting walls and columns uh, nine meters high using uh, a very natural uh, aesthetic and some of these are colored. But um, yeah, going back to grassroots, going back to nature, they talk about Asian fusion in cooking and in uh, you know cuisine. We're doing Asian fusion in design. That's amazing. Lastly, um, how do you see fabrication and innovation shape the future of design and architecture and its impact to humankind? Yeah, um, we're very, very lucky in Southeast Asia, in, uh, Indonesia included, and I need to spend more time there because I know there's an arts and crafts scene there, which is massive. I was in the Philippines last week. We're doing a, a urban design there. But yeah, uh, the arts and crafts culture in Southeast Asia is still very strong. Uh, places like the US, they've lost, lost their manufacturing to places like China and many places in the Western world. Uh, there's a book actually about uh, bespoke or about craft. Uh, many places in the Western world have uh, lost their arts and craft sensibility or the trades. So all we're trying to do is reintroduce it in Southeast Asia to a bigger scale because it really is the answer to the sustainable issue that we have in terms of uh, the planet, the situation on the planet right now. Mm. It's a great place to do these operations. It's a great place to revisit design on a much more sustainable level. That is That sometimes drives the form. Sometimes that drives us, we drive them. There's a fantastic uh, symbiosis or potential to take place to really start greening the planet on many, many levels. Sustainability to us comes in uh, three flavors, if you like. The first one is performance, building orientation, sun angles, building form. Number two is arts and crafts, who's gonna work on this, where the people come from, the trades, how they put it all together. And three is local materials, how the local materials can be integrated into all of those three elements. Uh, and so that's, that's the key focus, I think, right now. And I think uh, Southeast Asia is driving that whole process. I think that uh, if you talk about Southeast Asian products, rattan or rattan chairs, it's now become a currency. Like, uh, you know, like Italian food, everybody knows what Italian food is. Everybody now knows what Southeast Asian design is, even in Europe, even in America, wicker, rattan, they know all that stuff. And you would be amazed when you go over there, how much of that stuff is available coming from this part of the world, coming from, coming from Indonesia, especially Indonesia, 
coming from Thailand, coming from the Philippines. So I really think there's a lot of answers there that the um, that this region, Southeast Asia, can provide globally. Yeah, I do agree with you on that. And I also really do appreciate the work you're doing. Um, you know, they all seem to really enhance that. Um, no matter the scale of projects you're doing, big or small, uh, there's always a chance to put a lot of you know thought into local materials and incorporate them into the project. Although yes, there might be a lot of hurdles, maybe logistical issues or like durability, but there's always ways around it. And you have to think about it holistically and think about it globally. And that is, I think, the way to go, you know, preserving local culture, traditions, and this way you can think a lot about sustainability also in the future, right? Absolutely. And to us, it's about unearthing that and to doing it in a meaningful way. So not just to do it, you know, on a surface level, um, you know, with a few furniture and a few parts and a few elements, but actually to do it at a grassroots level. So with our India project, we're designing these huge pods, which are actually the spaces, the interiors of the walls of these areas. And there's five pods. One is 700 square meters inside. So imagine building that in concrete or materials that are, uh, you know, uh, corrosive to the environment, building using, uh, you know, tradition, old, old, mm -hmm. you know, just, uh, you know, no, no, no innovation. Um, all of that stuff, all of that material mass, that material waste is being replaced by rattan, which is one of the most sustainable materials on the planet. It's a fast growing reed. Uh, it's in huge, high abundance. It really is a, an example project of how to make interiors, especially in places like airports, which are always a little bit antiseptic, a little bit cold looking climate control, how to really integrate nature on a full scale level, starting from the grassroots. We're using also like uh, some engineered materials. What I have in my hand right now is an engineered bamboo, very strong, uh, very structural, much, much better than, uh, you know, what you can use, uh, you know, with steels and heavy alloys. So, yeah, this kind of thing is something we're putting a lot of, uh, you know, interest in, a lot, of, spending a lot of resources, uh, you know, combining the technology, the engineering of this with the natural local material of bamboo. So, yeah, this is an ongoing process for us. Um, 2023 is a very, very exciting year for us. We're currently involved in three projects which uh, are just about to be released. Very different projects, aesthetically very challenging, very, very innovative on many levels, starting with the concept design. Cool, super exciting. Can't wait to see it. <laughs> no problem. Yeah, thanks so much again for today.